0: The city of Springfield is out today with what it calls a community action plan that could give us a whole new perspective on the possibilities in downtown Springfield. Ideas you've heard about before, like a uh, a community kitchen, maybe even a year-round farmers market. And uh, there's a lot of work to try to take these ideas from the drawing board to reality. To get an update on it, we're joined now by Abby Powell. She's with the Springfield Office of Planning and Economic Development to talk about this effort called Local Foods, Local Places. Abby, welcome to the program. Thanks for taking the time here this afternoon.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Uh, take us back to the beginning of this. What was the impetus for this effort uh, to to put together a, a working group to come up with this action plan to steer towards these ideas like a community kitchen and a year-round farmer's market? What, what got all this started in the first place?
1: Sure. Well, you know, downtown is known as kind of a foodie place for everybody in Springfield and the surrounding areas. Um, I think that's, Uh, pretty common where the downtown is a great incubator for new businesses and restaurants that are doing something interesting with food. It's also a location for the farmer's market. Um, In addition, Springfield's so lucky to have Innovate Springfield that fosters new businesses and entrepreneurs as they're starting out on their journey. And um, I have a great relationship with Katie Davison at Innovate and Lisa Clemonstatt at uh, DSI, and we were working together and noticed a common theme among some of our food-based businesses and entrepreneurs that there were some barriers to entry, um, and they couldn't really get their businesses off the ground easily. Maybe it was a space issue. Maybe it was a permitting issue. Um, there are all kinds of things coming up, and so we, we put our heads together, and um, that's where Piero Tycho, who's a local entrepreneur, came in and identified this grant opportunity with EPA to get some technical assistance in identifying and overcoming some of those barriers to entry for food entrepreneurs. Um, and that's where we started kind of coalescing around the idea of um, getting, getting a group together and working on these issues. The city was awarded the grant in May of 2020, so um, we kind of think back to where we were in May. We weren't really sure what our next steps could be, but luckily we had a great group of people locally, um, the people I mentioned, and also Representative Mike Murphy in the General Assembly, um, and he also, as you know, probably has had a food business, um, at, very successful out at Charlie Parker's, so um, he was a great resource. And Denise Perry, who owns Copper Pot Cooking Studio, and that group was our steering committee. And we were able to work with EPA and some federal partners to put on this workshop exploring the ideas of um, bringing local foods to downtown Springfield and how we could support those efforts. Um, whether that's a community kitchen or another food-based business or expanding the farmer's market to go year-round in Springfield.
0: So, so let's uh, talk about this action plan. There's three basic goals, and then steps under each one, but I want to look at each one of these goals individually, starting with, as you, as you noted, uh, the community kitchen. What exactly mm-hmm. is that, and how can that be used to grow local food businesses?
1: Yeah, there's lots of models for community kitchens all over the country. And part of this effort was to identify what would make the most sense locally in Springfield. Um, we know a lot of businesses start out small cottage food businesses where they're canning or, um, you know, making dog treats at home or um, maybe selling artisan ice creams or something like that. And um, when they're starting to ramp up Production. They need to access commercial kitchen amenities, but accessing a commercial kitchen, building out a space, or occupying it 24 hours a day is just an enormous cost for a small business or an entrepreneur just starting out. And these commercial kitchens allow different people to either rent space or buy in and um, take take use, use that space. Or portions of the day or maybe certain days of the week um, depending on the model of that kitchen and that way they're able to get in and and get to that equipment need without taking on the enormous cost of um, building out a kitchen a commercial kitchen themselves
0: so generally it'd be used to uh to manufacture essentially food that can be packaged for sale rather than ready to eat sorts of meals
1: Right. Well, we've seen a couple different models. Some of them have some element of retail sales or like a cafe, cafeteria kind of thing. Um, but a lot of them are really for package and then to be sell- sold elsewhere. Um, some of them are, you know, part-time catering kitchens, or maybe it's a restaurant that already exists. And in their downtime, um, they're able to rent out their kitchen space. So if it's a restaurant that's open just in the evenings, maybe they rent out their kitchen space for a baker in the early mornings. Um, This effort was really to explore all the different possibilities and figure out what the needs for Springfield are and what might be good steps for us to, to take next.
0: You know, I could see the benefits of this for an entrepreneur, for somebody trying to start up a business. Uh, as for me, you know, I'm just hungry. I'm looking for good, interesting new stuff to eat. What's in it for me? Does this lead to more choices, more options, more products and services available to me in Springfield?
1: Oh, sure. This is about expanding what the choices are in Springfield and expanding access for consumers to locally produced ingredients and products. So um, I think this works out great. I mean, this concept really works out great for both the um, entrepreneur, the business owner, and for the consumer. Because it gets you closer to the farmer, um, gets you closer to that small business person that is, is bringing these foods to you.
0: You know, it's, it's an ingenious concept and it looks great on paper the hitch is always getting it off the paper and into reality have you been able to identify possible spaces that could be used for this is there uh, a, an idea about a possible funding structure who runs this who owns the property how how does it you know pay for itself or at least maintain itself to be able to keep going
1: yeah So that's one of the things that we looked at is what are the suite of financial um, incentives or resources that are available to these entrepreneurs. Um, We had participating in our workshops more than one entrepreneur who wanted to start a commercial kitchen. And in the process, we also were exposed to people who maybe they didn't want to own the commercial kitchen, but they really wanted to um, use the commercial kitchen for some some portion of their business. So we have been working, continuing to work with um, some local people who are interested in starting up these spaces. Um, Some people have great ideas that would involve workforce training. Some other people are more interested in um, making uh, larger quantities of food available to restaurants. Um, So we are looking at a couple of different models. And on our webpage that we've created to kind of be a house, For all of these resources, we're going to put up a a variety of financial resources that people can take advantage of.
0: Another key component of this is the uh, notion of a year-round farmer's market. Uh, Tell me more about that and how far has that planning progressed?
1: Yeah, great. So we worked really closely with Downtown Springfield, Inc., who runs the Old State Capital Market, and Lisa and also Kayla Graven, the market manager, were really involved in this effort because um, it's not just about supporting businesses, although that is a key factor, but some of our businesses that are in the local food scene start at the farmer's market um, and they grow from there. So we want to make sure that we're providing opportunities for those farmers or those artisans who are making those products to be able to have a sustainable business model. And that means having business that goes all year round, not just in, you know, six months or nine months of the year. Um, So we have begun some of those efforts. You know, we worked on this project. We got this action plan together. It took about a year to do this, um, but we have been continuing on some of these steps. So uh, Kayla has taken some of these first She's the market manager has taken some of these first steps to um, reach out to the farmers who are already involved in the market and see what the barriers are to them from growing year-round or um, finding connections between the consumer and the supplier. Because a lot of times it's really about uh, matchmaking between a restaurant maybe that has a need or um, they're looking for products that are locally sourced, but they don't know the right farmer to get to. Um, so some of that is the matchmaking between the, the user um, and the supplier there.
0: So where does this all go from here uh, to take these action steps and convert them into measurable, visible progress somewhere in the downtown area?
1: Right. That is the best part of this plan, I think. And I'm so thankful for the partners that we had with local foods, local places, locally and at the federal level, because we didn't just sit around and dream of things that we'd like to see downtown. Um, we put together an action plan that has measures of success that are included. Um, we've identified people who are leads in each of these different action items and um, time frames that we're going to try to stick to. And, again, resources that we might need to complete each of these action steps. So anybody who's interested in the plan can look at it on the city's website and see the the kinds of things that we're looking to accomplish. I'm hoping that um, we are able to get this out into the community and people will see ways that they can get involved and plug in and, and join in in this effort.
0: Uh, and that was really my next question. Are we to a stage yet where members of the public uh, can yet play a role in it? Or does this really require, you know, the entrepreneurs and the the money people, are, are they the only ones who are really going to drive it forward uh, at this level?
1: Well, it's both, really, because we're looking to support businesses and entrepreneurs. We want to be able to eliminate some of those barriers to entry to the market for them. So in that effort, we are looking to support small businesses, um, but we're also looking for resources, and we're looking for people who want to get involved. I know Downtown Springfield, Inc. is already always looking for volunteers and people who want to be more involved downtown, um, and in our office in economic development, we're looking for ways that we can support businesses here in Springfield and expand our reach that way. So... We're we're here to support businesses, and we are looking to get people interested downtown and um, joining in our efforts.
0: Abby Powell with the Office of Planning and Economic Development here in the City of Springfield. People would like to read this plan and kind of figure out where they might fit into and how do they find it?
1: Yeah, it's on the city's website, so you can go to Springfield. Slash LFLP, and that stands for Local Foods, Local Places. Uh, it will. It should be on our front page there, too, scrolling across. So um, it should be pretty easy to get to.
0: Exciting opportunities ahead. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.